Hello everybody, how are we doing? Happy Sunday, I hope you're all doing well. It's actually Saturday when I'm filming this and if you are one of the 34% that have watched my podcast on video, first of all, thank you so much. So interesting to know actually that 34% of you do watch it on video. If you're wondering what I'm thinking, what I'm talking about, I was about to say, click on, you can see me. Um, you can't because <laughs> I'm mentioning that because today I am not filming in video and I hope you guys don't mind. I think it's quite a nice episode actually to put on when you're going for a walk, when you're cleaning up, when you're like, I really want you to listen to this episode and I'm getting ill. <laughs> I'm in the middle of filming a video. If you just are a podcast listener, I also have a YouTube channel that I post on twice a week. If you ever want more long form content from me, I'm also posting every day on TikTok at the moment, most days on Instagram. We're really on our grind. You guys know this next eight weeks, like I just wanna have the best eight weeks ever. I'm committing to me, I'm tunnel visioning. And so far I'm loving it. It's currently Saturday. Um, so technically we're a weekend and I've actually still got two more workouts to do, which is half the reason we're not filming today because yeah, I'm getting ill. I'm really not feeling great. My flat is not looking cute because I'm redecorating for autumn because a few guys, a few of you guys wanted to see that video. Um, so that'll actually be live on my YouTube channel tomorrow. But yeah, my sofa's not looking cute. I'm not looking too cute. I'm not feeling too well. So I was like, do you know what? Let me just sit down like the old days and just film it like this. And do you know what? I know we're two minutes in, but I'm actually really enjoying it. Anyway. Let's move swiftly on to the topic this week. But before we go into that, actually, let's do our gratitudes. I am very grateful because I have been having an absolute meltdown about my socials the last couple of days. Because there's something, there's been something up with my Instagram and TikTok, which sounds crazy to have a meltdown over that. But like when it's your job and like your livelihood depends on the bloody algorithm, it can get a bit stressful. But last night, I was like, Do you know what? I'm just gonna post like a like a cute trend. You know the Olivia Rodrigo sound that's like, Rah, I'm grateful all the time. <laughs> um, and I did quite a funny TikTok to that. And it's currently on like 25K or something, which like, it's absolutely fabulous. I'm so glad. Oh guys, it's on 27K. Um, and I'm so glad because literally the same night, like two hours before I posted a TikTok and it got 10 views. In like an hour and a half so like I don't know what's going on with my TikTok but I'm very grateful for that TikTok doing well so if you see me only doing trends for the next week <laughs> manage your business I'm just trying to get TikTok to like see me again but I'm very grateful for that and I'm super super happy I am very grateful I had a really great night with Jess yesterday and I feel like me and Jess don't make enough time for each other we're very busy gals and um, Jess especially and yeah we need to make more time for each other. I feel like we're the type of friends that are always just like, oh, what are you doing? Like, should we quickly like go on a walk and catch up? But it was so nice to actually like go and do something with her and like chill in her apartment for a bit. And yeah, I just think she's so great. And I think she's like, I think we're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, and she has like a YouTube channel as well. And it's just, yeah, I just think she's a great person. So I'm very grateful for the time we, we got to spend together yesterday. And we're actually gonna go on a little double date on Monday, which again, super excited for. What else am I grateful for? What did I write in my journal last night? Um, oh my God, what were the three things I was grateful for yesterday? I was grateful for my TikTok, I was grateful for Jess, and I was grateful for, oh, that I found some really cute stuff for my flat. 
I was trying to, as I just said, I'm trying to redecorate for autumn and I'm a pink girly through and through. And then I saw one picture on Pinterest that was like leaning into the pink and burgundy, like the pink and berry side of things. All I'm gonna say, but I'm very grateful that, yeah, I feel like I am gonna like revamp my flat and I didn't really spend more than like a hundred pound, which even that I didn't wanna spend, but I feel like my flat is actually gonna look really quite different. I'm gonna really take the time today to, to do the things that you don't normally do. You know, just like the annoying things that like lays about and you literally forget to do. I'm gonna do all of those today, like put stuff away that I haven't done, like take away my spring plant pots that don't need to be out and my vases and like trim my plants that are looking a bit dead. I'm just gonna like do all the things that I keep putting off doing. So I'm super grateful that I found some some cute stuff because going into it, I was a bit nervous that I was gonna like buy things that I didn't wouldn't use again or wouldn't love. I feel like I'm about to create a space that I really, really love. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The journal prompt to get into the inner child podcast episode was, what age is your inner child? And I asked this question because it's a good indicator of what time period in your life might need healing. So my inner child in my head was probably about like 14, which (laughs) I remember when I said that to my therapist, she was like, that's not a child, that's a teenager. And I was like, hmm, interesting observation. But that's what age if i thought about my inner child that's what age they were um i wouldn't say they're that age anymore i'd say i was gonna say i was i'm quite lucky i'm not lucky i worked hard i've healed quite a lot i mean nobody's perfect but i've healed quite a lot to the point now where i think about my inner child they're not 14 anymore i'm thinking about me as like four or five I'm thinking about me in the dress-up photos that like my mum used to you know that are like in my photo books I'm thinking of like a silly goofy no concept of the world young you know tutu fairy dress-up plastic high heels cinderella young <laughs> um like when all you know is how much you love your mum young and there's nothing else like there's nothing else to even consider there's nothing else even to think about it and that's that's the age now like when I think about oh my inner child or like letting my inner child out or healing my inner child or like being playful like my inner child I now think of that age whereas before I used to think about yeah like this teenager who was really quite sad and really quite like stuck because that felt like the age that I kind of like grew up that felt like my last like where I changed I guess from like child to okay it's time to be like independent and start like figuring this shit out and like turning really serious I guess I feel like before that age I always felt like I was quite 
silly and young. So I feel like when you think about your inner child, if you are lucky enough not to have any like that moment that sticks out or like that trauma that sticks out, I think you would quite naturally think of like a really young person. But if you do have a time in your life where something happened that wasn't great, I think when we're thinking about our inner child, we go back to that point. And it can just be a good indicator of maybe the past you that needs attention and that you need to grow some compassion for. Anyway, if you're listening to this thinking, Megan, literally what are you talking about? (laughs) What does inner child mean? What does that, why does it matter? What does it actually mean? Why are people talking about it? Is it something we should be thinking about? This is the episode that we're we're gonna dive into because I feel like a lot of people online are always chatting. Oh, my inner child, letting my inner child out, healing my inner child, like letting my inner child control my whatever. Freeing, freeing my inner child. So I just wanted to sit down and talk about it because it's something that I personally think about a lot. I also think it must be such a girly thing. Like I mentioned it to my boyfriend and he was like, I don't even really know what you're talking about. And I was like, is it a girly thing or is it only a thing you think about maybe if you like have to, like if you, ha- if you have a reason to heal or you have a reason to pay attention to it. But I think we can learn a lot of lessons from our inner child and like living in alignment and living according to our inner child. So... I think there's two reasons that our inner child is important to us. And I think that is to heal and to play. I think we need our inner child to let them out because the longer we keep them in and the longer, and the more and more we tell them that it's not safe out here, the more and more healing they will need. Like the longer we suppress our inner child emotions and our inner child, like childness, playfulness, the longer, the more we are telling them it's not safe out here and almost to like not show up as our authentic self and who our inner child would want us to be. Which is why I asked how old your inner child is, because I think it's normally that age that needs that needs the healing, like I said. And if that age is was an age in your life that you felt like needed protecting, it means that you need to heal your inner child so that you can let them out and you can be a bit more playful and you can be a bit more childish in every day. You need to let them know that they are safe. There is no judgment here and you are allowed to be authentically you, whatever that looks like to you. Because adults don't play. We are so serious. And I'm talking about in day-to-day life, in professional spaces, spaces with strangers. We all have those people we're childish around 100%. I always say my mum has this one friend who I love so much, but because we've always been like family friends, like I've grown up with her as well. But I always say I love seeing them together because the moment like she walks in the room or like the moment my mum is with her like I feel like my mum just takes like the biggest deepest breath and like relaxes like you can actually see it in her immediately she's laughing she's relaxed she's having so much fun like it feels like that is her like inner child friend even though they didn't they met when they were both pregnant with their first children like my oldest brother um, like they weren't children at all, but I'm saying like we all, no matter what age you are, we all have that person that feels like a breath of fresh air. We all have that person, those people that we can <sighs> and just like let go with and just be ourselves and be silly. And I'm not saying that you need healing because like you're never laughing enough and you're not being playful enough. No, 100% we all have those people. We all have those days. We all have those situations where we feel like we can really let go in. And that's amazing. But I mean, day to day, I really do think, again, this is majority, maybe not. Like if you've healed or if you never had to, or if this is just you naturally as a person, one, I am jealous, two, that's amazing. But I think a vast majority of us are really quite serious. And it's funny because I don't consider myself a serious person, but 
in situations like a lecture, if a lecturer walks in and says like, hey guys, how is everybody? And nobody else says like, hey, I won't. And that in itself is like not having this playful attitude. Another example is always when like somebody walks in with a cake in a restaurant and it's like, happy birthday to you. If the people I'm with don't start singing happy birthday, you best believe I won't. I feel silly. I feel embarrassed. I think it's for me feeling silly. Like I really hate feeling silly if I'm not around the right people or if the people that I'm around aren't also being silly. Like, you know, just like sometimes when you and your friends are in like a more like serious mood and like for some reason today, it just feels embarrassing to sing happy birthday in the middle of the restaurant, but catch you on the right day and you will. It's those moments that I really want to get rid of because that is me just like suppressing that silly goofy side. Like I am, I am not like that. And there's so many people in this world that I think are so amazing at it and just like bring that energy to any any table, any situation, any group, any room. And I just really want to be that person because I feel like I have it in me and I feel like I am that person 100% alone. And like, do you know what? Great example, yesterday, um, me and Jess were at this gig and I was like, oh, she really sounds like Alyssa Cara. And she was like, who's Alyssa Cara? And I was like, you know the girl that sings here? And she was like, no. She was like, I won't know it, like sing me a bit. And I just felt really silly. And I don't know why, I just felt really silly in that moment. But it's so funny because I said to Tia and Molly, and I'd only met Molly once before, like it's not the fact that we're closer. I was like, oh, I can't remember what we were talking about. And I was like, oh, it's like that Alyssa Cara Alyssa Cara song here and they were like what and I was like you know the song that's like I asked myself what am I doing here <laughs> and like then I could sing it but for some reason that day right there I was like oh now I feel really silly and I don't like that feeling I just want to be free and be me and be silly and be authentic and I think I've realized that yes this comes from letting your inner child know they're safe, letting them know that they can play here, they can be seen here, they can be who they want to be here, nobody's judging them, and that's absolutely okay for them to do that, but I think to get to that point, yeah, we have to heal it a bit, and like I say, unfortunately, with every situation ever, as humans, we learn from experience, we learn from proof, we learn from evidence, we have to prove to ourselves, prove to our inner child, show them the evidence that they are okay here, which means We just have to show up and start acting in the way that we want to act. And then we'll build up this this book, this plethora of proof that it's okay and evidence that nothing bad is gonna happen. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, let's rewind a little bit. How do we heal now? Obviously, I am no therapist and I'm just going to give you a few tips that have really, really helped me in the past. Number one, starting with therapy. (laughs) Um, I do think there's actually quite a few. Well, I've got like a few things here that I think can really help because therapy is really expensive. And maybe it's like I said, maybe it's not that you have like a trauma necessarily to talk about and something to heal. It's just you need to like reconnect. So 
maybe you don't need to go through this step but if you have something that you need to talk about and like I said if you when I ask you what age is your inner child if you have that thing that you think about that time in your life that sad time where you're like that that's the point that's the point that I switched from child to adult and maybe I shouldn't have and maybe it wasn't at the right time and you just have some trauma that you want to talk about I highly 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 recommend trying to see a therapist whether you are lucky enough and privileged enough to be able to pay for that yourself whether you go on the nhs's crazy waiting list it will be worth it eventually maybe you can get it through work maybe you can get it through school through uni there is lots of different ways but i just feel like we can't talk about an inner child episode without addressing the elephant in the room that if there is something that you need to talk about you need to talk about it and the little tips that i'm going to give and the silly goofy things that i'm going to talk about won't work for you (laughs) like you might find some comfort in them and they might do something but ultimately you need to talk to someone and you need to get like professional help but some other things that help me other than therapy now this part I'm going to talk about actually helped me more than you can ever imagine like I I'm saying therapy therapy you need therapy genuinely I did this thing and then the next therapy session I quit And she was like, um, my therapist literally said to me, Megan, like, you're just having a good day. Like, I don't think you should quit. (laughs) Obviously she didn't, but like, low-key in a way was like, whoa, what? And I was just like, I'm not joking. A light bulb has been switched on and my perspective on everything just instantly changed. And she was like, right she was like I just want you to remember to be bouncy and that a bad day might come again and that's okay I think she was a bit worried that I was just like having a really good day and like quit on a whim but and not everybody will have this luxury I guess but I do have an alternative in a minute home videos oh my god if you are lucky enough that your parents filmed some home videos when you were younger, anything, like, it doesn't have to be anything special, like, ours aren't, like, we sat down and we did anything crazy, like, we didn't interview ourselves on every birthday, it's just holidays, it's just holidays, it's first days of school, it's, like, stupid dancing in the living room with no reason why they were filming, no special event, they're just random, but, oh my god, watching myself from, like, there is literally ones from, like, birth, up until I'd say they probably fil- stopped filming when I was like maybe three or four, I think. Maybe five. Maybe five, actually. Oh no, because I think my fifth birthday is on there. Maybe up until about five. Watching myself at that age, interacting with my mum, my brothers, my dad, watching myself like light up when the Disney fireworks are on, or just like swimming in the pool, or like watching my brothers do a talent show and me giggling, or watching myself dance. I am not joking, like, everything changed, and I made a promise to myself there and then to try and live for her, and stop judging myself, because we are the same person, like, that is me, the amount of compassion I just had for myself when I seen myself, like, as a child, and the amount of, like, compassion I had for, like, because your relationship changes with your parents when you grow up, right, like, your relationship with your parents when you're a teenager and when you're in your 20s and you maybe don't like necessarily need them as much anymore and you don't lean on them as much anymore like just seeing I don't know I guess like how much like it sounds really silly but for example you see influencers now having babies and you're like oh my god it's so cute like oh my god I bet they just like love that baby so much that's so crazy you forget that that was you and your parents like you forget that your parents 
like watching for example Megan Grubb get so excited and like talk about how obsessed she is with her baby and this and that and the other like you forget that that was your parents to you and I don't know if that's really silly maybe you don't but to me I was like I don't know like I just I feel like I just seen the relationship in a whole different light and obviously like just seeing how much and obviously my parents love me so much now as well but people interact with like babies and small people in a completely different way didn't they so seeing like your parents be like so in love with you and like just filming you and like just being in awe of you I don't know like something just switched in my mind and I was like there is pure innocence there like watching me and my brothers do like talent shows and watching my brothers like sing and dance and play in the pool like honestly something switched I actually made a YouTube video which is why I was watching these old home videos and a lot of people said that like they don't have home videos, but watching that like felt like they were watching themselves and like everybody could really resonate to it. So on my YouTube channel, it's called A Message to My Younger Self and, or it's like lessons I would, no, it's called A Message to My Younger Self, I think. And yeah, I was just so inspired by watching the home videos and I did get them kind of wanting to do this video, but I didn't know what I was gonna talk about, like what the point of the video was gonna be, like what the message was gonna be. And I just watched them and I was just like, ah, oh. like I promise, I feel like I'll cry. I was like, I promise to live for you every day because I judge myself so hard now and I'm so hard on myself now. But I know when I'm like 28, 30, 40, I'm going to look back on this point where I'm 22, living alone, trying to like be self-employed and do this thing myself and be like, wow, like I really was trying my best. And I feel like sometimes we forget to like look at ourselves from an outsider's perspective but when you look at like your younger self I feel like you literally can't forget like I don't know like everything changed for me I was like from this day on I'm living for you I'm gonna be as silly and as goofy as you are like and I am gonna give you the life that you really wanted to live anyway <laughs> so deep I cried a lot I cried a lot doing that video and like watching the videos like it was just yeah it was, it was a lot. Anyway, if you don't have those, I think pictures as well are really, really helpful. But I really need you to like sit and like take the pictures in because I think being able to watch yourself like talk and move and like figure out world for the first time is really amazing. But, and sometimes you can look at pictures and be like, oh yeah, that's cute. But I really want you to like sit with these any pictures that you have and be like, that is like my parents. And at, the, at one point, like they were all I needed. And at one point, you know, like, I didn't think of anything else. And I, I wonder what I was thinking at that point. I wonder what I was dreaming at that point. And like, just really like revel in these pictures. Like, I want you to like paint such a picture in your head. Like, I don't want you to just look at them. I want you to really think about them and really take in. Like, that is you. That is you as a small child. Like, do not forget that, yeah, you're 21, 23, 25 now. But like, once upon a time you were four and all you wanted to do was like be a princess. And you didn't think that like, you couldn't like, there was no part in your mind that was like, I can't do that. Or like, you wanted to be a fairy or you wanted to be a nurse or you wanted to be a photographer. And there was never a point in your mind that thought you might not be able to. And like, just really think about that pure innocence that you like looked at the world with, because I think we can learn a lot from it. This leads me quite nicely onto my next point. If you are fortunate enough to be able to look at these pictures with your parents, maybe you can ask them, what was this day like? Did I have a tantrum? What was I thinking? Was I excited? Was I this? Was I that? And then I want you to ask them, again, if you're fortunate enough to be able to, 
what was I like? Or anybody who was maybe around in that time in your life, maybe not your parents, like whoever you have around you, hopefully you've got someone that you can ask. I wrote like, this can be quite healing and it's something I only did last week. But when I was writing this down, I'd only done it this day. I just text my parents and I was like, what was I like as a kid? What did I enjoy? What was my personality like? Like to me, obviously there's points I can remember and in these videos I can see myself being really giggly. And I remember always drawing and I remember painting and I remember making cards and whatnot. But I was like, tell me, like, what was I like? Let me reconnect with what younger me loved to do so much because whatever I would run home from school and want to do is clearly something that I really, really enjoyed. And let me see if I still really, really enjoy that. And the thing is when we're younger, there's no pressure, right? We love drawing, but actually we're just like making weird shapes and it's not anything. And we're like, what do you mean, mum? That is me, you and dad inside the house. Or like, that is me and my brothers. Or like, that is clearly a gorilla. Like it's, <laughs> the judgment is not there. Like we're just painting to paint. We're just painting to have fun. We're painting to look at the colors. It doesn't have to be anything. And obviously that element quite quickly goes. But my point is I really wanted to reminisce and reconnect with what I was like and I actually found it really healing and I actually cried in WeWork when my mum sent me this text but anyway I thought I would share what my mum said I was like I thought it could be fun the first thing she said is that I followed my brother Matt around like crazy and went all quiet when he had to go to nursery and when he left the house and apparently I absolutely hated it when my older brother Chris played with him <laughs> apparently I loved playing school probably because I was the youngest child, so my brothers were always at school. So I don't know, maybe I just wanted to be them. I wanted to grow up too quick. This is really, really funny actually, because mum said I used to love pretend writing. So obviously I'm only like three, I can't write. I probably can't even read. But apparently I would just like sit next to my mum when she was at home and just like sit and write next to her. My mum was like, I would just let you. It was good for your pencil skills. <laughs> Which is funny because I actually really do love writing now um I love podcast planning and I love I know I used to love writing stories in school I remember there was this one time in like year two when we used to live in Dubai um that we finished writing a story we were like doing creative writing we wrote a story and then I went and sat down with my friends and we had like 15 minutes of like play before the end of the day and I went and sat down with my friends and like a, a thought just came to my head like as a kid I had quite a wild imagination I think I was quite a creative girly and this like thought just came to my head and I was like, oh, that would have been so good. And I literally went back to my teacher and I was like, can I have my book back? And she was like, what? And I was like, I just thought of a really good end for this story. And I remember then the next day she like told all the class, she was like, it was such a good thing to do. And then I was that annoying kid that then like, I did it every single time. I would go back and be like, can I have my book back? She'd be like, Megan, <laughs> I'm only gonna sing your praises once. But anyway, I know that I loved writing. I loved drawing, I loved colouring, and apparently I loved Play-Doh <laughs> and painting. But now I'm like really tempted to get some Play-Doh or like some clay and do something hands-on. Apparently I loved glitter and glue. Apparently it used to be all over the house. Dress up, singing, dancing, apparently especially with my brother Chris, which is hilarious because I didn't like Chris when he used to play with Matt, but Chris was always a singer. So I used to love playing with him. I remember I used to think Chris was really cool when it came to music because he was like, I remember I was like 14, 13 and my parents got us all iPods for Christmas. You know, just like iPod like shuffles, like big circle, tiny screen, all it could do was play music. And he burned his whole entire, he had loads of music on his like um, laptop that he'd like burnt and like got off of like Tubity probably. Who remembers Tubity on 
uh, I was about to say BBM on Blackberries. And he burnt anyway all of his songs onto my iPod. And I would pretend to all of my friends, bearing in mind I was like 14, that I knew all like 1,200 songs on there because I thought, you know, he's an older guy. This is cool music from a few years ago. Like, I'm going to pretend I know all this music. And it's really funny because one of my all-time favourite songs is still a song that I found on that iPod. (laughs) Jamie T, if you've got the money. That is literally probably up there in, like, my top five favourite songs ever. And I got it from Chris's burnt songs on my iPad. On my iPod, sorry, even. I thought this was really interesting because I didn't think my parents were going to say this because I think everybody sees me as really confident and I remember my mum said to me a few years ago she was like you're actually quite shy aren't you and I was like yes and she said I was quite and this is really funny because this is exactly how I am now but her text said I was quite shy if I didn't know people but as soon as I knew somebody else was there I was okay so as long as I knew my mum was in the room at a party or an adult that I knew was in a room at the party or I knew one person at the party my mum was like, you were always okay. But if it was like maybe like a family, friends, child's party and I didn't really know anyone, I wasn't really friends with anyone, apparently I was really shy. And that is exactly what I'm like now. If I walk into an influencer event and I don't know anyone, I'm really trying to get better at it. But if I don't know anyone, I won't talk. But if someone comes up and starts a conversation with me, I will cling to their hip and I will, like, I can chat for days, but I really hate starting conversations. So it's quite funny to know that I was like that, when I was a child and again like sometimes I'm quite mean on myself for that I'm like you need to be more confident you need to go up to people you need to talk you just need to like you know really really try but it's quite like comforting to know that I was like that as a child and it's like when I think about about me as a child doing that I'm like oh poor thing like she's just shy she's just whatever but like I don't give myself that compassion now so I don't know I found it again like quite nice to know that something that I struggle with now I was the same when I was younger and I don't think younger me is like rude and not confident and not this and not that and really should try harder and like it's her fault and people don't want to speak to her. I'm like, bloody hell, she was just four-year-old shy gal, like cut some slack. So I should cut myself some slack because again, it's the same person and if it's something that I've always been like, it's not going to be able to change overnight. This is really cute and I should do this more, but apparently I loved gardening and got like super excited when things grew. (laughs) Isn't that so cute? Like imagine a three-year-old like running out to the garden like, oh my God, mom, it's grown, it's got a leaf. Um, And now I just like kill my plants. So I would love to have a little garden, a little balcony for grow some flowers, but I don't. So I should get into that more. I loved the camcorder and I always wanted to go, but I think so did us all. Like we knew we were the star of the show in our home videos and we were always like, can we have a go? Can I see? And do you know what's really funny? We didn't understand that if we came to the back of the camcorder to look at the screen to see what it was filming, that we would no longer be in it (laughs) because we're not at the front. We'd like be at the front and like there's videos of Matt being like, let me see, let me see. And then he'd run around the front and be like, where am I? And dad would be like, you have to go on the front. And he'd like run. And it was just really cute. But yeah, we all loved the camcorder, which is cute because now I'm a full-time YouTuber. I loved everything pink and girly, even though I grew up in a boy's house, but same. She, my mum also said that when I got upset, I got enormous eyes, which is so funny because that is exactly what happens to me now. If I like tear up, my eyes go at, absolutely huge and they go bright green like my eyes are gorgeous when I'm teared up when I'm like actually crying hysterically like I I'm an ugly crier but if I'm just like teared up at a wedding or like something's emotional or like I'm trying to hold back the tears like my eyes just go huge and bright green so again it's so cute to know that well that used to happen when I was younger as well and 
I don't know, I just found it really healing and really calming to hear all these things. And again, it was just that extra bit of compassion and like reconnecting with like, okay, well, I used to love that when I was younger and there was no judgment and I could do anything in the world. So like, maybe I'll give that another go. Like, I think it's really funny because I loved writing and I loved, and I loved drawing. And this is such a prime example of how we need to like reconnect with our inner child. And then I feel like I was essentially told that I wasn't good at writing when I was diagnosed with dyslexia. And it's really funny because at uni, I wanted to write a poem as part of my dissertation kind of thing. And I was like, I really wanna make quite like a moving video and I wanna write a poem. And my boyfriend does English lit. (laughs) And while said poem wasn't grammatically maybe very correct, and you know, I probably could have used some bigger words. My bo- I like sent it to my boyfriend. I was like, do you mind having a look and like trying to like spice it up a bit? And he came back with a totally different like poem. And I was like, no, you've, you've missed the mark there. There's no emotion left in it. There's nothing personal left in it. So I went back to what I did and I was like, I'm gonna trust my instinct here because yes, his poem is technically better, but I feel like the vibe I was trying to portray instantly got lost. And my teachers were like, this was absolutely amazing. And I, they were like, because I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. It was like a week beforehand in. And I was like, I think this would pull everything together amazingly. Um, so I like quickly did it. Stayed up for like days on end trying to get this thing done. And my tutor was like, where did this come from? Like, this was amazing. And I was like, so funny because I, from like year seven, felt like I got told that like, you shouldn't write. You're not very good at writing. Like you're dyslexic. I feel like that's not true. And I feel like I am quite good at writing and I really enjoy writing. Like planning my podcast is one of my favorite things I get to do in my week. And I got a first in my degree, like I must be okay at writing. But because I got told I was dyslexic, I just felt like I wasn't and I stopped, I completely stopped any kind of writing, any kind of creative writing, any kind of storytelling. I'd be like, I'm not good at that. But I, but I, what I, I, I was and I am, and it's just funny because the same thing happened with drawing. I got told in GCSE art like never to draw again. My drawings got ripped out of my book, and they were like, "You are such an artist, but do not draw because you'll lose marks, and you have the potential to get like an A star here." And I was like, "Okay." So they weren't doing a mean thing, you know. They were telling me I was really good. There was a lot of potential there, but I was also told not to draw. And from that moment right there, I don't think I've ever drawn anything again. And it's just so crazy because like I used to really enjoy it and I really enjoy being hands-on. I enjoy painting, I enjoy Play-Doh, I enjoyed coloring and drawing. But my GCSE art told teacher told me I wasn't good at it. So I never did it again. The people at the bloody dyslexia center told me, yeah, you're not very good at like reading and writing. So I never did it again. Like now I've recently over the last few years got back into reading, but I really want to get back into writing with no judgment and not show anyone. And maybe I'll write my own little poems and no, they're not grammatically correct and maybe they don't follow a structure they should follow, but I enjoy the process of like letting my feelings out and expressing what I'm thinking in writing. And again, I just think it's a perfect example of how we need to reconnect our inner child and tell them that they are safe here and they are good at it. And even if they're not bloody good at it, well, nobody's judging and it doesn't matter. Come and do that thing you really enjoy for no reason other than you just fucking enjoy it. Part of healing your inner child is figuring out and realizing like what you were taught and what you were told and what you were subconsciously or quite literally told not to do like me. 
Were you taught to people please by your parents that maybe hated mess? Were you taught not to be so loud by the kids that thought you were annoying? Were you taught to stop writing because you were dyslexic? <laughs> or did your GCSE art teacher tell you to never draw mark, never draw again because you'd lose marks? Like, what is it that you were taught to do? Or taught not to do? And I think that's the point of healing your inner child is telling them that, no, you can do that. And you are safe here. And nobody's judging you here. And there's room for you. And there's room for your authentic self in this world. You just need to start showing up as them. Because somewhere along the way of being told what to do, taught not taught what to do and what not to do, we stop experimenting and having fun and just doing things literally just because and just because we find them fun. When is the last time you picked up a pen and just wrote and seen where your imagination took you? When is the last time you just doodled and just drew something just because? When is the last time, hand on heart, that you used your imagination. And it's so funny because I think kids think like they're in a dream. You know when you're trying to explain your dream to somebody and you're like, so we were at home, but home wasn't home, home was school. And this person was there who I've never met. And then a squirrel walked in and then we were in like fantasy land. And then this happened and we'd crossed the road and then we were here and like absolutely nothing makes sense. There's no storyline, like nothing, just nothing makes sense. I think that's how kids think. Like you'll be playing a game and I can't even think of a a good example, but I know what you mean. I know you know what I mean. Like you're playing mums and dads then all of a sudden they're like, oh no, I just pressed my supersonic hero button and now we're in Avengers land. And you're like, okay, let's get it. And they're like, oh no, dad's actually a secret FBI and I've just done this, which means now we all have to. And you're like, okay, cool, no worries. Like (laughs) their thought patterns just have, no correlation to each other and I think it's so amazing it's so fascinating to watch and I really enjoy watching things like the secret life of four and five-year-olds because I just think they're hilarious and I think it's so interesting to see the way like kids think and how like there's no judgment and they're so free and we still have that imagination now it's just we don't use it like that imagination comes from thinking anything is possible like why would I not press my supersonic hero button and then we're in whatever we're doing like I just really want that back because I think I lack my imagination and creativity and I think it's because I've been told don't do this you're not good at this don't write you're not very good at writing like leave that to people that aren't dyslexic you know I was told like not to do clay I was told not to whatever I just told that I could capture real life well I could photograph and I could make some dresses with the help of my (laughs) mum but I just want that imagination back because I just think yeah it comes from thinking you can do anything and having no judgment and it's like the kid that can think of the craziest idea is actually the coolest kid but now it's like whoever can be the most realistic is and that sucks like where is the room for play there we need to heal our inner child so we can let our guard down and we can laugh and we can have fun and we can live with no judgment no expectation not such not such a strong like right and wrong what we should and shouldn't do we should only do what we're good at and we should never do what we're bad at no that sucks Like I said, think about when you came home from school and you wanted to play. You needed to let your imagination out. Like, is it sensory play and things like that are so important? And then we just stop. We limit ourselves and we put ourselves in a box. And the box can become pretty black and white and life can become pretty black and white. And I just think it's so crazy because we used to run home from school and be like, 
oh, I can't wait to get back in my cardboard box in the back of the garden and pretend it's like a bloody spaceship. Can't wait to carry on making my Play-Doh or Lego world or my civilian's house. Can't wait to continue the story. Can't wait to carry on doing what I was doing. But now we come home and it's like using our imagination as a chore. Being creative is gonna take too much energy, but really, I don't think it does. Really, I think it does the opposite. And if you listen to this podcast, you'll know I'm always talking about wanting to be more creative and wanting to use my imagination more, but thinking about my inner child is just something that really gets me going. Cause I'm like, imagine if she knew that she was in her own flat. She had, I literally have a book and watercolors and paint by numbers and crochet and everything, puzzles and coloring and notebooks and pens over there in this corner. And I come home every day and would rather sit on a screen and like watch somebody else's life for 10 seconds on TikTok. She would be like, what the heck? You know, you have a whole brand new unopened notebook and watercolors back there. Like the possibilities are endless. How are you not like, it's like when you get new watercolors for your birthday or a new notebook, a new something, and you can't wait to use it. And now we like buy it to try and get back into it. And the excitement's not there. And I just think it's really weird. And I think it's because it's like, we think we're gonna do it wrong. I'm scared to open my watercolors in my notebook because I'm scared it won't be good. I'm scared I'll end up judging myself. But really, if I just wanna paint the page red and then add splodges of purple to see what happens, I'm gonna fucking do that. Like, I really am. I wanna live in a world of color. (laughs) I wanna take a leaf out of little me's book because she had it so right. I wanna be more open-minded and amazed by the world like it's my first time ever seeing it. Anyway, I hope this episode has inspired you to sprinkle some fun and some play into your life because that is all I'm asking and I want you to think about you as a small child. Do they need healing? Do they need to be told that it's safe out here? Do they need to be told that they can speak up, they can be loud, they can be messy, they can be colourful? Are they okay? Like, it's okay that you're shy because they were shy. Like, whatever it is, I hope you've thought about something and found comfort or inspiration or even if it's a little bit of healing, a little bit of thinking... Next week, I think we're going to talk all about letting go of fear. So I want to know simply, what are you afraid of? Not what's your fear, like spiders or heights. Like, what are you too afraid to try? A risk you're too afraid to take. Have a think. It can be big. It can be small. I love you guys a lot. And I will see you next week. Bye.